3: jeffrey epstein did not kill himself there's a line you haven't heard too much lately that story uh, kind of pushed in the background with uh, everything else that's been going on since uh since then uh, with the coronavirus and then everything that's going on right now with the rioting and the uh uh the, just the the controversy over that but coming up in my second half hour i'm going to talk about jeffrey epstein with a an author one of the co-authors of a book that was just released today um and it's um it's her name is elena goodman and the uh the name of the the, the book well the, the book is about uh jeffrey epstein and his um his ending and uh and it's called convenient death. And that's what it was for a lot of people and you're going to hear her talk about uh some of the people that it was convenient for and there's a lot of new stuff in this book and it's not just a, a you know uh interesting because it's salacious or because of the subject matter uh that and you know his his nasty life that he led it's because of all the powerful people that were connected to him and uh, the elena goodman and the other writer daniel harper helper i should say excuse me are both uh investigative reporters so this is a book that's done not by uh, a writer who's you know used to doing sensational stories uh this is by two people who work as investigative reporters so this was a journalistic exercise and a deep dive into what happened with uh jeffrey epstein and uh the the elena goodman says that the closer uh sources were to the story then they talked to a lot of sources uh the the prison guards uh lots of people they said that you know that the closer the sources were to the story the less likely they were to believe that epstein killed himself and uh they say that the story is much worse and pernicious than anyone would believe so whatever you however bad you think it was they found out that it was worse, and as I said, they have interviews with a prison guard. Uh, there's new stuff on um, uh, Clinton's, uh, Bill Clinton's, relationship with Epstein. You know, he flew on his plane multiple times, and then denied that he did it. But the the logs show that he did fly on the plane. Uh, they found out a lot more uh, information about Bill Clinton and his of being buddy-buddy with Epstein, and not just Bill Clinton, lots of, lots of important people, George Mitchell, uh, uh, Richardson, the former governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, lots of people. The introduction of the book says that it will make readers uncomfortable. Uh, and uh, again, both investigative reporters and Elena Goodman will be here at 5.30 to talk about it. And the book, as I said, just, just came out uh, today. Just released, June 2nd, 2020, release for this book. And um, and we will talk to one of the authors coming up at 5.30. And coming up also, after we take our break here, uh, Paris Denard, he is an RNC senior advisor. Normally we have Tim Murtaugh with us here uh, every other Tuesday. Tim couldn't make it today. But we have Paris Denard, who's not only an RNC, uh, Republican National Committee senior advisor, but he's also... On the advisory board for Black Voices for Trump, kind of an interesting position to be in right now with everything that's going around, get uh, going on around the country. So uh, we'll talk to him, and also uh, don't forget we have uh, new stuff on Jeffrey Epstein coming up at 5:30. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit Windows or Us, Pittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's Windows or Us Pittsburgh. Windows WindowsAr Us. Pittsburgh.com.
1: Armchair psychologists have tried and failed to throw doubt on President Trump's sanity, but there's a new book that puts truly insane rulers in historic perspective. It's called History's Nine Most Insane Rulers. Author Scott Rank has unearthed the real lives of the nine most mentally unbalanced leaders through the ages. Some suffered from schizophrenia, like King Charles VI of France, who thought he was made of glass. Then there's Ottoman Sultan Ibrahim, the first who practiced his archery skills by pointing his arrows at his palace servants. And how about the President for Life of Turkmenistan, who named the days of the week after himself? There's a serious side to all this. Power can be addictive and destructive for those who hold on to it for too long. This book, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers, takes an in-depth look at the toxic mixture of absolute power and insanity. Are insane rulers a relic of the age of monarchs? Get the surprising answers in the new book, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers, by Scott Rank. Order it today at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies,
2: LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. During difficult times, it's important not to be frozen by fear or complacency, thinking that Congress, the Fed, or your current financial planner will fix the impact of the pandemic on your retirement savings. The bottom line is no one else is going to care about your retirement the way you do. There is another more conservative way to plan for income without all the risk, using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book, 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store. Where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now.
4: If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance. And SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford.
5: SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? That's 1-800-880-7474.
4: Select Quote. We shop, you save.
5: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states.
6: Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. The only thing better than playing a hero in the movies is being a hero in real life. Like the 50,000 veterans who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan with devastating injuries. They are true heroes, and they're why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. For more than 60 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America has made a promise to never leave a fallen comrade behind. They make sure veterans with spinal cord injuries get the quality medical care, rehabilitation, and housing they need when they come home. They stay with our fallen heroes for the long term, offering counseling, job training, and support to help them regain the freedom and independence they fought so hard for all at no cost to them our veterans fought for us let's fight for them to learn more about how you can help visit pva.org that's pva.org we will never leave a fallen comrade behind
0: a public service message from paralyzed veterans of america you're listening to the john Steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer
3: Every other Tuesday, we have Trump 2020 Communications Director Tim Murtaugh here, but uh, Tim couldn't make it today, but we are happy to have Paris Denard. He's a senior RNC advisor who also serves on the advisory board for Black Voices for Trump, and he joins us now. Paris, thanks for being here.
7: Well, sorry for everyone expecting to hear from Tim Murtaugh, but I guess you get the b selection or the b, b team and that's me
3: <laughs> no that's fine hey I, i'm great to have you here uh i can imagine tim might be a little busy today but he's busy every day but uh, no, it's really good to have you here um and uh, i guess uh, you know a pandemic uh followed by rioting in just about every major city is not uh, something that a campaign really is able to prepare for other than the obvious when it comes to outside appearances and rallies how, how is this going to change the approach for the next five months Well,
7: I think that any good campaign, uh, any campaign, uh, let me start over. Okay. This is not about the campaign right now. Okay. And the campaign has focused itself on the president and taking his lead. And whether it was the disproportionate impact of the global pandemic, COVID-19 on the black community, or it was the tragic death of George Floyd, Uh, at the hand of a so-called police officer, at the knee, I should say, that tragic event that is unjustifiable. We are taking our message of inclusion, we're taking our message of empathy, we're taking our message of understanding, and we're taking our message of leadership of this president to every community. So right now it's really not about politics, it's about the facts. It's about highlighting what this president is doing for the least of these, what this president is doing to lead this nation during, like you said, a global pandemic and during uh, a very sensitive time in our nation when it comes to racial relations, when it comes to relations between the black community and officers, but more importantly, when it comes to the, the, the nation feeling safe and secure, not from foreign terrorists, but from domestic terrorists, which Antifa, uh, the president said he was going to label them as. And so for us, the Republican National Committee and the Trump campaign. This is an online effort right now because of COVID-19, but it's an effort that has not been made difficult because we were prepared because we have Brad Prescale, who was our digital director, but more important in 2016, but the president's leadership and the president's action, more importantly, makes this campaign one that we can go out and talk to people And that's what Black Voices for Trump is doing, even in the middle of COVID and even during this turmoil that we're in. We are still communicating with the American people and communities of color and telling them we understand, we hear, but there is a choice in November. And look at what this president has done, is doing for us right now, and will do for four more years.
3: Um, You also worked as director of uh, Black Outreach in the George W. Bush administration administration. Um, how have the attempts at outreach changed with uh, Donald Trump, if, if they have at all? And do you get the feeling that you're connecting better now than you did, you know, eight, ten years ago? Twelve, I guess, more than that.
7: Well, don't don't show my age. But, yeah, I think <laughs> that at the end of the day, it's about results. And while I respect it, and have always will be proud of the work that I did for George W. Bush when it comes to black engagement, any president, any modern president would love to have the record that Donald J Trump has when it as it relates to the black community on HBCU, school choice criminal justice reform um, opportunity zones I mean this president uh, time and time again has shown up and delivered for the black community and so that message and and the, the facts behind it i can I can say he is not only walking. He, not only he's talking the talk, but he's walking the walk. And that's what is the difference. It's, it's the long list of accomplishments. And so that makes our engagement efforts uh, easier. But also it's the, the challenge now is the filter of the mainstream media and the viciousness of the left, creating a false narrative filter uh, that is that is sometimes difficult to penetrate. But I tell you, my friend, we are doing a great job. Over the past 48, uh, 72 hours, we've seen – uh, an increase, a dramatic increase in people signing up for Black Voices for Trump online and through our text uh, opportunities. I mean, people are hungry for the message that, we're, sh- that we're, we're sharing. And when you look at the alternative of Joe Biden and his 44-year history of doing nothing for the Black community, and then recently telling us that you ain't Black, we saw 8,000 new people sign up uh, texting woke to 88022 so that they could sign up for it. So, it's the it's the it's the work, it's the action, and it's the record. Promises made, so, promises kept. What makes our engagement effort a whole lot different.
3: So Biden's "You Ain't Black" comment uh, showed an, uh, a, an obvious uh, bump in your um, in your response, and people signing up.
7: Oh my gosh! Across the board, I, it, the the "You Ain't Black, Joe Biden" uh, quote T-shirts were the highest selling on the <laughs> Trump campaign website over the weekend. Uh, we had. Uh, thousand sign up on, on social media and, and meaning Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and obviously signing up on our, our webpage and through the text opportunity. I mean, people saw that opportunity and said, well, let me give Donald Trump a first look or let me give him a second look and let me see what the Republican Party is all about. And actually, it gives us an opportunity to do what Joe Biden said. Look at my record, man. So that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to look at the records and the record between his 44 years of, of, of nothingness, compared to President Trump's three, three three and a half, almost four years of action, is pretty striking.
3: Um, <clears throat> the media, uh, the, you mentioned the media, getting, getting around that uh, media filter, I mean, uh, Donald Trump does it with Twitter, obviously, he has to, um, and he reaches a lot of people directly that way. But uh, just an example, yesterday, the media are trashing uh, President Trump for his photo op, saying that uh, protesters in Lafayette Park were hit with, rubber bullets and tear gas to clear them out so that the photo op could uh, come off uh, but at the same time i think it was a, i think it was yesterday the, the earlier in the day joe biden was in a church uh, speaking but that wasn't a that wasn't a photo op it, it was just joe out there listening to people that's what you have to deal with every day isn't it
7: we have to deal with the hypocrisy of the left every single day i mean they they literally (laughs) distort lie and mislead and they are complicit in joe biden's attempt at voter suppression for the black community because they know how effective we're going to be and we are and so when you see this effort they are trying to dissuade uh independent free-thinking black americans who might be looking away from joe biden and towards donald trump and the republican party from voting uh and and they're and they're and they're very aggressive at it because they're running scared but that's what you highlighted is what we're up against. But luckily, we have the truth. We have the facts. I believe that uh, the president's uh, consistency in, 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 in his leadership and in his action will uh, supersede any type of gimmick and scam that the mainstream media and the Joe Biden campaign try against him leading up into our convention uh, in August and our elections, which will happen in November on the 3rd.
3: So um, obviously, the. Um, the fact that there's a a, a black lives matter issue and, and black lives matter very much in the news today because of what happened to um, George Floyd um, what the, what does that what does the what's the dynamic that's being created in in your uh, job there as being on the advisory board for black voices for Trump uh, this is something that just you know all of a sudden popped up it's been an issue that's been out there forever but it's it's a, it's a fresh, uh addition of this issue what how you how are you reacting to it and, and what what's your plan to, to i mean you said you got to just keep talking about what the president has done but still this is something that what is this doing i guess is what i'm trying to ask it to the dynamic of what you're trying to accomplish this well, I mean, incident I think that we just happened
7: yeah i mean it's an opportunity for action it's an opportunity for action and and and, and not rhetoric and that's what we see from joe biden I mean, it's opportunity for the president to do what he's done, which is lead. Uh, Within days, the president said that he had deployed the FBI and the Department of Justice uh, to Minneapolis and had told them to expedite everything that you're doing uh, because he made this a priority. And when he called for uh, the local authorities, because we live in a federalism society, a system of government, when he called on the local authorities, governors and mayors, many in the Democrat districts, areas, especially in Minnesota, to make sure that the uh, the, the, the scenes that, that looked like rioting and violence and, and looting didn't get out of hand. When they ignored him and it got out of hand, then the president said, well, we have to sit in the National Guard because we have to protect the black-owned businesses. We have to protect the livelihoods of these American patriots who put their lives on the line to build these, these companies, these shops, these restaurants, these pharmacies, these doctor's offices, these, uh, these companies, these businesses, and these communities from going under uh, because they already were impacted negat- negatively by COVID-19. So if they were able to think they could get, survive COVID, here comes some Antifa and, and all these anarchists coming in and destroying their property. It has to be put to a stop, and the president has been leading even on that effort because he understands entrepreneurs, he understands entrepreneurship, and he understands the importance of your of your personal property, especially when you're trying to build something and and help something in a community that desperately needs economic revitalization, which is the council uh, that that the president formulated, the White House Office of Revitalization and Opportunity. So these are the things that he's doing even in this moment uh, to aggressively deal with it, but also seek justice, justice for George Floyd and his family, and 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 really come to uh, grips with what's going on in this nation. If anybody can bring about change and action, it'll be, it's going to be Donald J. Trump.
3: We're talking to Paris Denard. He's a senior RNC advisor and also serves on the advisory board for Black Voices for Trump. Um, uh, the default position from the media and from Democrats, I mean, they're not the least bit shy about just it's its gotten to the point now that, you know, since Donald Trump has been around now for four years, starting with the campaign, that uh, he's a racist. And that's just the default position. And he's guilty of that and has to prove himself innocent. How do you deal with that?
7: Um, I just say, look at uh, we it's an education <clears throat> campaign. We have to educate people on the fact that just go to YouTube and type in Jesse Jackson, Rainbow uh, Push, uh, Wall Street Project, 1998 and 1999, Donald Trump. And you'll find uh, Jesse Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson, praising Donald Trump for his inclusive, being inclusive, uh, being engaging and being a serious person about diversity and inclusion, especially with the black community. Uh, When you look at the record of how the president desegregated Palm Beach uh, because of their segregation for blacks and Jews and a lot of their their clubs uh, and social activities down there. He desegregated it, especially did that for Mar-a-Lago, and which translated to the rest of the city. Uh, President Trump has a long history of being uh, tied to the black community. And we have been associated with him through movies and hip hop and music and culture. And so now conveniently, when he runs for president, all of a sudden he becomes a racist, but even through his years in office, as president, his actions speak louder than any Democrat's words. And I am proud to see that his actions for our community have been so positive leading up until COVID that impacted us all lowest unemployment and low and uh, in, in history for minority groups and leading to the reducing of the poverty gap. And, and the president is just hell bent on being the president of all people and especially the black community. The facts will set that- us free.
3: Yeah, and, and your your job and your or your uh, um, challenge is to overcome the media, isn't it? I mean, uh, you can you can get that you know that message, you believe that message to be true, but um, it's just is it is it getting through to enough black people, enough black voters to make a difference uh, in November?
7: Well, we'll see. We think that it is, and we think that our engagement <laughs> efforts are working. Uh, the RNC chairwoman has penned a, a op ed. Uh, that went to the black newspapers across the country. You had the Trump campaign buy uh, ads in black newspapers and, and and radio stations so that we could take our message directly to the people. We the Black Voices for Trump coalition has had uh, uh, events in black. Uh, neighborhoods and cities across the country: Richmond, Virginia, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and 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 other uh, places: Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we are we are going to where the people are, and we're, and as soon as we can safely open up our community centers in 15 or so uh, cities across America, in urban and and black, predominantly black neighborhoods, we will open them. That the space has been identified, and we are hiring uh, staff on the ground from the community to represent the campaign and and amplify our voice and so we're not afraid we're not scared we are championing the president's message and amplifying that with diverse audience mediums and platforms
3: paris i'm, I'm up against the hard break and i'm out of time i got about 10 seconds thank you very much for being here good luck the rest of the way appreciate it Thanks, you okay that's paris denard and we will be right back
8: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As people flooded streets across America to protest the killing of George Floyd, public health experts are fearing the crowds, tear gas, and arrests will lead to new transmissions of coronavirus. An Associated Press review found that in the last week, protests have been held in every one of the 25 American communities with the highest concentrations of the new virus. New York City has extended an 8 p.m. curfew all week. Now, Mayor Bill de Blasio's announcement comes after a night of chaos after it erupted again amid protest over George Floyd's death, despite an 11 p.m. curfew. Stocks are closing higher on Wall Street today for the third day in a row, continuing a stretch of gains for the market. The Dow gained 267 points today. The NASDAQ up 56, and the S&P 500 picked up 25. This is SRN News.
3: Land ho! (laughs) Hey, hey, seriously, land land ho, guys. Guys, land ho! Land ho! Land ho! Land ho! Right there!
0: The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with sign and glide on water towing.
1: Get a quote today in as little as three
0: minutes
2: at progressive.com. I gotta say, this land hoe thing, not very effective. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliate. Sign and glide coverage is subject to policy terms. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
5: Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections.
1: It really works on the summer rashes I get every year.
5: I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders.
1: Amazing stuff. a bed on and the itch is gone.
2: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast. Or your money back. Mike Gallagher explains
4: COVID numbers. God willing, this coronavirus thing is going to continue to subside. It's an interesting thing to watch the media say, look at 20 states. Cases are increasing. And then you look at each state, they're talking about more positive cases. But, of course, there is extraordinarily more testing going on. So you're going to have more cases.
0: The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me attorney Dennis Spirate, 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at dennisspira.com.
1: This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. Demand the Yellow Van. Call Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the Yellow Van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today.
2: Allegheny County's economy has been hard hit by the coronavirus pandemic. It's struggling to meet its revenue needs. Mandatory lockdowns and government-designated non-essential businesses have produced a massive surge in unemployment. Scholars at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy say the county may have to tap fund reserves and resort to furloughs to make ends meet. Learn more about this and other topics at AlleghenyInstitute.org. Now celebrating 25 years of proposing sound public policy AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223 CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in, iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
5: Couple of accidents to contend with. Penn Hill Salzburg Road at Stotler Road. Also North for Sales 30 at Edwards Street. Parkway East, off-ramp closed Bates Street. That is for a waterline replacement project through July. Inbound Parkway West, minor delay as you approach the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer,
7: weather. Mainly cloudy skies tonight with a shower or thunderstorm around and a low 67. A severe thunderstorm tomorrow with sun and clouds. Thunderstorms bring flooding downpours, large hail, and damaging wind gusts with a high of 82. Thursday, another shower or thunderstorm in the area with a high 79. With your AccuBother forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
0: This is the John Stacker walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer.
3: A lot of big stories have been pushed into the background lately, first by the pandemic and now the rioting all over the country. One story that seemed to disappear quickly was the death of Jeffrey Epstein. It's been called a suicide, but lots of people aren't buying it. Just today, a new book was released. It's called A Convenient Death, The Mysterious Demise of Jeffrey Epstein. Alana Goodman is along with Daniel Halper, one of the co-authors, and Alana joins us now. Thanks for being here.
9: Thanks for having me on.
3: Congratulations on the book.
9: Thank you very much. And I, I know there's uh, certainly a lot of other news to cover at this moment, but I think it's still important to look at how Jeffrey Epstein, who is one of America's most notorious sex traffickers, was able to evade justice in this case.
3: Yeah, and, and uh, the book just did, uh, just the uh, official release was today?
9: The release was today, yes. Um, and, yeah, so. and this is the first book that looks at the widespread skepticism over Epstein's death and, and asks, you know, are there legitimate questions about whether he killed himself? Uh, and now, we I... found that we were not able to dismiss foul play um, in our investigation. And we talked to prison guards who worked at MCC, um, who said this would have been extremely difficult for him to do and the way that he did it. Uh, we spoke to his lawyer who had met with him in the days before his death and he described how Epstein was enthusiastically plotting his legal defense strategy um yeah. just hours before he died so uh there were there were a lot of questions that we that we found
3: yeah and um i i just want to let you know i bought the book already today i uh after you know i i, I wasn't able to read it but i wanted to be able to talk about it uh, with you, and I've only read a first. I think about the first chapter, but uh, you you write in the introduction that this book will make readers uncomfortable. How uncomfortable am I going to be when I read this?
9: Well, I think it depends on how willing you are to question narratives from you know people in positions of authority. And uh, you know, this, there was people came out after this. The um, New York he after he had this autopsy um and they said that this was deemed a suicide um and there's there's just been a lot of skepticism about that i think among the american public and so that was what we had tried to look into in this book
3: so both you and daniel helper are investigative reporters how how does being a a trained journalist uh, help you on a book like this And, and what does it mean for the reader that that a that a you know, Rather than a guy or, or a woman who has written a lot of books, uh, you are your background is in investigative reporting, and that's how you come after this. So how is that going to uh, be dis- displayed in the book?
9: Yeah, I think that we both came into this with a lot of skepticism um, of, of kind of all of the narratives that were being batted around at that point. Um, but especially, I mean, we, we were skeptical of this idea that he – that there was foul, there could have been foul play involved in his death. And as we looked into this more, um, it it just became clear that this was not something that we could dismiss. Um, mm-hmm. There are legitimate questions about this, and we we spoke to uh, Epstein's brother, who says he's been Stonewalled by authorities, um, trying to find out basic information about what happened. He was able to obtain photographs of the uh, noose that Epstein had allegedly hung himself with that uh, and been cut down from that show no cut marks or anything like that. Um, there was no blood that was apparent on the Photograph of the noose. Although there was blood apparent on photographs of Epstein's death, um, during, you know during his autopsy, and we spoke to the forensic pathologist who was hired by Epstein's legal team to oversee the autopsy, and he said that the injury that he sustained uh, seemed more consistent with homicide than suicide. So there are a lot of reasons to say this is not a simple case. Um, it's a lot more complex, I think, than we had initially. Uh, thought and there are a lot of legitimate questions about what happened that
3: night and you also say in the um uh introduction that the closer sources were to the story the less likely they were to believe that he killed himself who were some of those sources you mentioned the prison guards um who were some of the sources that you know made you the 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 closer they were to the story the more likely they were to believe he did not kill himself
9: well, I don't want to get into like specifically all of the sources that we spoke to because there right. were, um, you know, a lot of people who spoke to us anonymously, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say anything that would sure. identify them. Um, but I will say that we we talked to numerous sources who were familiar with the prison, um, very you know familiar with MCC, uh, and either officials at MCC or people who had worked there previously, lawyers for uh, Epstein, friends of Epstein people who had known him going back decades and decades. Uh, We took to medical experts. We talked to political figures and many others with direct knowledge of this case.
3: And how how about Bill Clinton? What's new in your book about Bill Clinton that maybe people might be hearing for the first time as it relates to this case? I think this was
9: one of the more surprising things um, that we found. Uh, We found that they were much closer than previously reported. We found that Epstein had a direct line to Bill Clinton while... He was actually in the White House, um, and at, in one instance, Epstein was able to call him up and talk to him. Um, cl- Clinton stepped out of a party at uh, a Martha's Vineyard at Carolyn Kennedy's house to take a call from Epstein after the Secret Service pulled him out and said, you know, you got, you got somebody on the phone who wants to talk to you. So um, Clinton, uh, Clinton was also, according to one of our direct sources, having uh, an affair with Glenn Maxwell, who has been accused of soliciting girls for Epstein. So, they definitely had a closer relationship than the Clinton, people around Clinton have suggested so far.
3: We're talking to Alana Goodman. She is a co-author, along with Daniel Halper, of a book just released today, "A Convenient Death: The Mysterious Demise of Jeffrey Epstein." Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alana, but if it's it's Bill Clinton, and uh, he's he's sh- his name has shown up on the logs of the. Uh, flying on his uh, the big plane called uh, the lolita express yeah. should i believe that he wasn't involved with young girls if, if he was that associ- that closely associated with uh, epstein especially if he's taking well, calls from him? Uh,
9: i i think that's a important question and it's one that we asked and it was something that we did not personally find any evidence of but that of course does not mean that this didn't happen. What we did right. find was that, um, you know, according to somebody who directly was witnessing this, that he did have some sort of fling with Glenn Maxwell. Um, and, and that is somebody who's been described as kind of Epstein's pimp who went out and actually recruited these girls. She also was a longtime girlfriend of Epstein's.
3: And, and you uh, report in the book that Bill Clinton had an affair with her?
9: Yeah, that that comes from a source who is who is involved in these situations. Yeah.
3: Now, have you seen the Netflix uh, documentary on Epstein?
9: I have seen a little bit of it. I have not had a chance to watch all of it, but it's been great so far. I'm very, very much looking forward to finishing it.
3: Yeah, and and your your book is um is is I I watched uh, first couple episodes of the Netflix thing, and it's. It, what I saw mostly was just uh, detailing what he did, uh, who the girls were that he recruited and uh, you know where they came from and all that. But your book is more about uh, what happened to him um, in prison and how he died and, and, uh, and the people that were associated with him. Um, what were your conclusions from investigating the cause of death? Well, uh, I
9: would say the short answer is that we still don't know. Uh, what happened, but based on what we found, we don't think that foul play can be dismissed outright and we need more information. I think that we need more transparency from the Department of Justice. I think we need more transparency from the New York Medical Examiner's Office. I think that we, they should release the video evidence and the full medical evidence so that the public uh, can have a complete accounting of what happened that night. I think that it would be important to see interviews that the FBI conducted with the guards and other prison officials in this case. Uh, I think that it would be good to see uh, interviews with inmates who were in a cell block. There, um, the other inmates on that cell block were um, dispersed after he was found dead. And, you know, what did, what did they say? Did anybody interview them? Did anybody talk to them about what they, what they witnessed? And if so, um, you know, what, what was their assessment?
3: What did you get from uh, Epstein's brother, Mark?
9: So we we spoke to him, um, you know, just about what he was able to get from his conversations or his outreach to DOJ and other authorities. And he said that he was not able to get, he was was kind of blocked from getting specific information, uh, medical records, things about the uh, first alleged suicide suicide attempt by Epstein. So he's had a very difficult time on this. He said that he, he does not necessarily, you won't he can't definitively say that this was murder or suicide or whatever but he said that he does have a lot of questions on it and he feels that he has has not received uh, appropriate answers to this questions
3: yeah you and you you uh, go into detail about the forensic evidence uh, you know when they uh, uh, after the, they found him um, but I, well, the part that I read, I think I, I read it in, uh, in the book and not in some of the material was sent, that was sent about the book. Uh, and you mentioned it a minute ago, his lawyer, I mean, he was in a, at a meeting and the last time he was seen alive, he was kind of pumped up that he thought he might have had a chance to get out on bail the following Monday. I think that was on a Friday. And then he died that night. And it yeah, made, that's why it didn't make any lawyer. sense to them.
9: Yeah, this was from his lawyer David Schoen, um, who I spoke to at length, and he said that he he had had a meeting a, a few days with Epstein a few days before his death, and Epstein was just super pumped up. He said he was really um, he wasn't looking forward to being prosecuted for this, obviously, but he was he was uh, enthusiastic about fighting the charges, and and then shown said you know on the day before his death he also had this legal defense meeting where he was kind of plotting out his new strategy on what was going to happen. And uh, Shona had gotten a readout from that meeting saying that Epstein was just, he was really fired up and enthusiastic about fighting these charges. He had a bail appeal coming up and uh, his lawyers just doubted that he would have done this at this point. They didn't see any indications that he was suicidal.
3: And uh, what did you learn from Alan Dershowitz, who's been accused by uh, one of the girls of of, of a, a, a sexual abuse? Um, what did you find from talking to him?
9: Um, well, he has had a—he's known Epstein for many, many years, um, and so he had a lot of insight into Epstein's relationships with different political figures and things like that. Um, he also he thought that he did not think that Epstein committed suicide. He thought that Epstein was, or he he did think that Epstein committed suicide. He thought that he was probably just so upset at the prospect of spending the rest of his life in prison that he, you know, decided to end it altogether. But, but he did say that, you know, Epstein's legal team had a very good, they thought that their prospects were very good of, overcoming this, and they thought that they had a very good case. So that was kind of his one caveat to that.
3: Yeah, they, they had a good case because he had been promised by the state of Florida that the federal government could not try him on the same issue. It, wasn't it something like, to do with that?
9: Yes, that was a part of it. They, they, yeah. It was that. They thought that they also might have a double jeopardy um, case as well, and they thought that they could uh, argue against the idea that he was transporting minors across state lines
3: the title of the book is a convenient death mysterious demise of jeffrey epstein alana goodman is one of the co-authors um so alana what is the uh the the big takeaway for you from the book is it more about the the mystery surrounding how he died or is it more about how convenient it is for a lot of people that he died and who those people are
9: i think the big takeaway for me is that it's a shame that we're 10 months out past his death year, and we, you know, this was the month that he was supposed, his trial was supposed to start. It was scheduled to start. Maybe it would have been delayed because of of coronavirus and all of these things happening. But I think it's a shame that he was not there to meet justice. And I think it's a shame that we don't have definitive answers about what happens that night and whether it was just, you know, guards who were asleep on on their game and, you know, whatever, or whether there was more nefarious action involved. I think that we need to know that, and I think we deserve to know that, and I think that the victims in this case deserve justice after all these years.
3: And if he didn't kill himself, how many really famous and important people were happy uh, no matter how he died? They were just happy he's dead.
9: Yeah, I think there were certainly a lot of powerful people who— Uh, We're better off with him gone. Um, You know, I I, I don't. We don't know anything about whether they played a role in this or whatever. But um, I I definitely think that people breathed a sigh of relief after he was gone because he had a lot of secrets and he took them to his grave.
3: Well, uh, I really appreciate you being on, uh, Alana, and uh, happy to be one of the first people to interview you about their book that just came out today. So, uh, good luck with the book and. Well, from what I read, I think I'm going to enjoy reading it. And again, it's called A Convenient Death, A Mysterious Demise of Jeffrey Epstein. Alana Goodman, thanks a lot.
9: Thanks. Bye.
3: Okay. And we will be right back. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima My Pillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict, to ceo you'll get free shipping and a 25 dollars gift card just go to mypillow.com and enter promo code stag or call 800-716-8087 be sure to use promo code stag my pillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic they'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country
10: i love golf and i also stink at golf I've tried it all. The lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance or cash out refinance. We. Our United Faith
4: mortgage. United mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, level park, Melville New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to or Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance. And SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford.
5: SelectQuote found Jacob Forty, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month.
4: Not in perfect health?
5: That's 1-800-880-7474. Select Quote.
4: We shop, you save.
5: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states.
10: Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks 2 to 1? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book, Gold is a Better Way, owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member, and highest-rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt, and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Text GOLD to 49776. That's the word GOLD to 49776. Learn why gold will outperform pumped up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Text the word gold to 49776. It's time to stop being crazy. Text gold to 49776.
0: Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer.
3: So one thing we're finding out uh, from the, uh, <clears throat> the, the riots and everything, that there are a lot of stupid people out there, uh, in America and on both sides of the issue, but uh, we're also finding out that you can be really stupid and win a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, the, the person who won the, the Pulitzer Prize, she, this is the person who came up with the 1619 uh, Project uh, that's the one that's being picked up, well, it's picked up by PBS, is going to be picked up by uh, school systems around the country. And um, this is, her. her this, she was on CBS, her name's Nicole Hannah-Jones, and she says that Detroit, <clears throat> when she was on CBS News this morning, she said destroying property was not violence. That, this is what she said. She says, I think we need to be very careful with our language. It's not violence to see to see property damage and looting, <clears throat> and this is the this is the money quote. Um, she said she said when you talk about someone taking something from a big box main store, it's symbolic. One pair of shoes that you've stolen from the footlocker is not going to change your life, but it is a symbolic taking. So when we think about what the social contract was and who created it, it is that if that if you follow the rules, if you do the right thing, you will be able to access an equal society. That's never been true for black Americans, and particularly for lowest income, most segregated black Americans. So stealing shoes from the footlocker is not... Uh, I guess it's not stealing. I don't know what it is. It's it's not violence. Uh, th- this is this is a uh, it's a it's called according to this woman who won a Pulitzer Prize for the 1619 Project, which is totally uh, insane and makes no sense and is not based on anything that is uh, close to facts. Uh, but she's uh, she's a Pulitzer Prize winner. She said it is it is a symbolic taking when black people steal back. So that's that's what we're dealing with here. They don't have to b- abide by the rules of society. It's it's not looting. They've been uh, just let's let. It's a good lesson for young black people. Just tell them that if you'd like to steal something, go ahead. You deserve it. You're entitled to it. So just go out and steal things. That's a good way to get uh, ha- have success in the black community. Encourage the young people to go out and steal because they've been mistreated and. They're entitled to it. That'll work out. Pulitzer Prize for this woman. (laughs) Talk to you tomorrow.
0: The John Staggerwalt Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.